welcome to our Anchored Daily Podcast. As we prepare our hearts and minds to celebrate the birth of Jesus, we'll be learning from Messianic prophecies, the gospel accounts of Jesus' birth, and the themes of Advent. Hey, Bethel family, this is Adam. Well, 2022 is almost in the books. Can you believe it? As we get ready to step into 2023, many of you are making New Year resolutions. Wouldn't these resolutions be so much easier if God would just tell us what his will is for our lives? Like if he'd just plainly tell us? The struggle might actually be what keeps you from setting New Year's resolutions, because why bother if you don't know what God's will is for you in the next year? I wonder, would you believe me if I told you that God has already determined his will for your 2023 and that you can actually go look it up? Sorry, I don't have anything new to reveal to you. Just the ancient scriptures that we call the Bible. This is, this is where God has told us his will. And there are some places that explicitly say, this is God's will for you. Two of them in the same book, actually. In 1 Thessalonians 4, Paul says, for this is God's will for you, your sanctification or your holiness. God's will is that you become more like him in every way. One chapter later in the passage we're in today, Paul says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in every situation, because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And those last several words of verse 18 are key, that God's will for you and me, no matter who you are, where you're at in 2023, is about Jesus. That we would live more into the reality of Jesus Christ than we did in 2022 that Jesus would permeate every part of our minds, our hearts, and our lives, that Jesus would be our foundation, our true north, our lens for seeing everything, our source of life, our one true king. That's God's will for all of us in 2023. But the question is, how do we live into Christ more deeply? I mean, how do we grow in him more in 2023 than we did last year? And there's lots of ways to do that. Uh, Reading the scriptures, we learn all kinds of ways that God wants to grow us. But Paul mentions three things that apply to all of us, no matter where we end up or what we end up doing this next year. And here are the three real quickly. He says, rejoice always. Now, if you're like me, it's hard to do this. Uh, It's hard to do any one thing. Sorry, man, I'm gonna start over real quick from that, that place. Paul mentions three things that apply to all of us, no matter where we end up and what we end up doing this next year. The first one is rejoice always. Now, it's hard to do any one thing always, especially when it comes to our attitude. How do we rejoice always, especially when we don't feel like rejoicing? I think according to Paul, it's only possible by allowing Jesus and the gospel to determine our attitude. As Jack Miller once put it, cheer up. You're a worse sinner than you ever dared imagine. And you're more loved than you ever dared hope. The reality is Jesus has set us free from sin and death and the devil. He has brought us into the kingdom of God. He has adopted us as sons and daughters of the Father. And so in every situation, we can rejoice by reflecting on Jesus and what he's done for us in the gospel. And we can rejoice always, no matter what. Paul goes on to say, pray without ceasing. Uh, Last year, I set a resolution to reduce my daily word count, to do more listening before I speak, uh, to spend more time considering my words before speaking them. It's been a lifelong challenge for me to do that. And for the record, I went strong for about two weeks. Paul's challenge here is about the words we speak, but not so much about how many words we speak, but who we speak to the most. God's will for you and me this next year is to converse with him regularly, to share our needs, desires, our hopes, and thanks, 
but more importantly, to position our hearts and our ears to hear from him, to let God speak into our life and to guide us. Because as we pray and pray without ceasing, our lives align with God and our trust deepens. The third thing that Paul says is to give thanks in every situation. And I'll be honest, this is a hard one for me. And it requires a mindset and a conviction that everything, right, every person in our lives, every situation we experience comes to us from God's hands. They are gifts from him meant to transform us into the image and likeness of Jesus. Right? That means the hard stuff and the good stuff, the stuff that feels like heaven and the stuff that feels like enduring the cross, both the, the hard situations and the difficult people and the good situations and the easy to be around people, all of it is transforming us into the people God wills for us to be. And so giving thanks to God in every situation is not only the fitting response to that reality that God is giving good gifts, but it's also the key to help you and me receive every person and every situation as the gift that it is. So I don't know what 2023 holds for you and me. I never know. 2022 held a lot of things I didn't expect. But if we follow after Jesus and we keep our eyes and our hearts on him, I trust that 2023 will be exactly what God wants for you and me and for our church. So Bethel Church, as we're about ready to step into this next year, come what may, may we be found as a people rejoicing, praying, and giving thanks to God in all thanks. See you later. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you drop a like and subscribe so you are always up to date on the latest podcast. And don't forget to go to Bethel.ch to check out all the amazing opportunities here at Bethel Church. Thank you.